This is Betty. I'm the witch from the north. And I'm Lancel, the island witch. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to Rosemary, Rosemary by the Bucketful. Bucket everyone and welcome back to another episode of Rosemary by the Bucketful. Today we're doing a mini episode on coffee and tea magic, specifically what that is and how you can incorporate coffee and tea into your magical practices. So for me, coffee and tea is something that I have long incorporated into my daily practices and spell work. Now I'm not just talking about drinking the coffee or the tea itself, but also using them in different ways to utilize the power that each item carries. Now for coffee, it's a little bit different than it is for tea, especially if we're talking about herbal tea, where you have all of the different herbs that are incorporated within the tea. Um, they all hold different correspondences for each herb. So you can branch out a little bit more, so to speak, with tea than you can with coffee. But coffee still has many different uses and magical properties that you can incorporate that maybe you didn't think about. And that's exactly what we're gonna be covering today in our mini episode. So one of the great things about coffee and tea is that it is for the most part widely accessible and a common household item. So before we get into the different ways that you can use coffee, let's talk a little bit about its magical properties. Coffee is used for things like removing blocks, also curse removal, Dispelling ghosts, you can use coffee for divination, similar to how you would use tea leaves for divination. Of course, the common one that everybody would know, energy booster. But coffee is also grounding. Um, it can provide happiness. It's great for hex removals. It's said to be a bringer of luck. You can also use it to help with nightmares. One of the more common ones that you'll probably hear among many different practicing witches is uh, offerings for deities. Now, because I'm secular, I don't use coffee as an offering for deities, um, but that is very common. Um, coffee also is used to add speed or energy to spells. And along with tea, coffee is very versatile in the ways that you can use it. So not only can you use ground coffee, but you can also use the coffee bean and you can brew it, you can use it dry, or you could even burn it. So there are a few different ways uh, to utilize coffee in your spell work in different forms. So for instance, if you're going to be using coffee to drink, of course you're going to ground it and brew it. And you can add things to it depending on what you're using it for. If you're going to consume it, for me personally, I add sugar and sometimes cinnamon or nutmeg to my coffee um, for different things depending on what I am looking to um, bring forth or manifest throughout my day. So my experience with working with tea and coffee is in my daily practice. Uh, whenever I create a cup of tea or coffee, I typically use the correspondences of the coffee or the type of tea I'm drinking to enhance the emotion or the energy of that day. I typically start it off with what I am drinking. So if it's gonna be a chamomile, uh, chamomile corresponds to calming. If I want something that's energetic, something for 
which I'm gonna drink early in the morning, I tend to have a mint or coffee. Coffee obviously gives us energy physically due to the caffeine in it. So we can also use the metaphysical properties of that caffeine. So after picking out my drink, I also choose a specific mug or cup. I heard of people using color magic when infusing uh, drinks or beverages specifically with the color of the glass. I also tend to add either honey or sugar to my tea. I don't like sugar in my coffee because I'm one of those people who likes a strong coffee. I also add either chocolate or cinnamon. Cinnamon is said to expel negative energy and open psychic connections. You can also charge your water to be a conduit of that energy, um, either when you're boiling it on the kettle or pouring it in to your mug or glass. Also what you can do is stir your intention into the coffee by... so stirring clockwise bring in that energy or intention or anti-clockwise to stir things out. You can also add sigils to your coffee by using honey. You can either stir honey in using the spoon you are using to stir your coffee or you can drizzle the honey at the base of the cup and add your intention that way. Of course, sugar is to sweeten things or maybe to add love to something. So aside from consumption, how can you incorporate coffee into your practice? Well, as I said, coffee is great for grounding, so you could use that to help ground yourself after spell work. Simply smelling coffee would help with grounding. You could consume it or you could burn it. Um, coffee helps with clearing negative energies, so you could add that to, let's say, the four corners of your room or of your home to help keep away or dispel any negative energy from your space. Coffee, you can use it to speed up workings. I also noticed that you can use sugar instead of coffee. If you don't have, you can always substitute it. You can use specific teas like chamomile to use in mojo bags. Um, you can always use it in witches balls, witches bottles, uh, spell jars. You could even use the coffee bean in, let's say, a charm bag if you were looking to maybe get rid of some nightmares. So you can get creative with it, and that's one of the things I love about folk magic or just uh, practicing in general, is that you can be as creative as you'd like or need to be with your practice to suit your needs. So again, just doing a little bit of research um, and applying that research to your specific needs and life, you'll be able to use coffee in many different ways um, that will help and benefit your practice. So now that we've covered the different properties and uses that coffee can add to your magical practice, let's move on to tea and some of the different ways that you can utilize tea in your practice. For me, coffee and tea are a great resource, as I said in the beginning, especially if you're somebody who's in the broom closet, because one, they're generally widely accessible, and two, they're usually commonplace in the household. Now with tea magic and coffee magic specifically, you don't really need to be scared that people are gonna notice if, if you're in the broom closet. It's just a normal thing for people to add honey in their tea or cinnamon on their coffee. You don't need to worry about 
people really noticing what you're doing especially with your intention you don't really need to say it out loud so it's not going to be unusual for you to grab a cup of tea or coffee and drink that without anybody realizing that maybe you've infused your tea with intentions of happiness prosperity abundance or you're trying to banish negativity illness what have you that's going to be very inconspicuous to the mundane eye. So that is something that you can utilize no matter where you are in your journey without having to worry about others discovering your practice. Warrior Witch Nike just posted a video about this and I'll be linking it down in the description below and in the eye above if you're watching on YouTube. We cannot realistically be in a Solomonic circle 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So with daily practices, so praying, tea magic, coffee magic, these are small aspects to add magic and intention into our daily lives. Now I know that magic isn't necessarily only about intention, it's not. But just as I said, we cannot be actively doing spell work 24 hours a day, especially if you're not at home or if you're working a lot. Tea and coffee magic are just an implementation of day-to-day -day magic. As I said in the beginning, if you're dealing with herbal teas, then you have a plethora of correspondence to utilize in a small tea bag. So if you have tea, for instance, that will help you sleep, then you're probably going to have five, six, or seven different herbs within this one tea bag. Now, you can brew the tea bag, as I said, with coffee, or you can use the tea bag in different ways. You can always use them in baths. If you don't want to clog up your drain, even if you're using a shower, um, you can always use a cotton bag and place the loose, either loose or pre-bagged tea in the cotton bag and just let the warm water of the bat brew the tea. And if you have a shower, you can always hang the cotton bag on your shower head. Even if I haven't read these two books, I still heard pretty good reviews of these. I know that specifically Olivia, the Witch of Wanderlust, has recommended Reading the Leaves. It's a small beginner book on tassiomancy or tassiography if you want to call it that way. I've also seen Heartwitch do a recommendation on her YouTube channel on tea leaf reading, a divination guide for the bottom of your cup. Speaking of tassiography, we also have tea leaf reading cups specifically for that purpose. I never re really worked with those, so you can always do your research on those or buy one if you'd like. So I'm gonna give a small basis on what tassiomancy is. So what tassiomancy or tassiography or the general term scrying means is finding images in a specific object. So we have the sky, but in this case it's going to be either tea leaves or coffee grinds at so generally you tend to use a wider cup uh, not a narrower one where after you drink your coffee or tea you'd leave a small line of the drink you don't want to drink it all so what you do is you swirl the cup and you put the cup upside down onto the saucer you would divine the images you see 
on both the saucer and the cup. Now, if you're just somebody who wants to keep it simple and brew your tea, then you can absolutely do that. It's gonna be kind of hard to speak specifically to ingredients because of the different mixtures of herbal teas out there. And I'm gonna stick with the herbal tea only because that is my experience. That's what I generally work with is mixes of herbal teas. Um, so let's say you just wanna brew your tea. That's wonderful, you can absolutely do that. And it, you can keep it as simple as you'd like. Um, but if you want to learn a little bit more about the herbs within your mixtures, then I would recommend doing that and seeing the correspondence in what those herbs are used for. And then sitting with your tea for a moment and just meditating on those different energies that you want to bring forth with your consumption of this tea. Now, one book I do wanna recommend for the herb correspondences is Scott Cunningham's Encyclopedia of Magical Herbs. That is a great book. Um, yes, Scott Cunningham's work is Wicca-based. However, you can pretty much pull the correspondence from this book without taking any sort of religious connotations from it. So that would be one great resource to have, especially if you're looking to learn a little bit more about the different correspondences that each herb has, if you're not familiar with that. So definitely look into that. Um, but honestly, just taking the tea itself and looking at the ingredients on the box or the bag and then doing a quick Google search of the magical correspondence for those herbs will do you just fine as well. And that's what I did for the first while of my practice was basically just utilize Google as my resource for looking up those herb correspondences. <laughs> now personally, I use my tea and coffee most commonly in the morning in my rituals. I incorporate my tea and coffee in the morning because that's how I like to start my day and it helps me get in touch with my practice first thing in the morning. I think it's very important to develop some sort of ritual that keeps you in touch with your practice because without consistency and without practice, you're never going to grow and develop. So just keep that in mind. I'm just gonna like do a weird section on this, but it's really similar to tea and coffee. You don't need to only add intention into only tea and coffee. As someone who likes to drink hot chocolate, you can actively add intention to your hot chocolate, to your water, to your soft drink. As I said earlier, it's just a layer of intention for that day. It really comes down to being conscious, deliberate, and intentional with my actions. Regardless how small or how grand the ritual may be, those are things that I make it a point to incorporate and make it a point to have in my day-to-day -day practices. So to conclude this episode, I'm gonna say tea and coffee have other uses besides drinking them and adding your intention into them. You can add them in spell work or ritual or offerings and don't feel limited to only add intention to your tea or coffee only your mind is your limitation so that's everything for today's episode guys let us know in the comment section below if you're listening on youtube what you thought of the episode and how you incorporate coffee and tea magic into your practices and if you would have included anything else in our discussion today also make sure that you like and subscribe to our channel and um, until next time, guys, thank you so much for listening.
I'm Betty, and you can find me on Instagram and YouTube as the Witch from the North. You can find me at Lancel the Island Witch on Instagram. You can find me at Lancel D, that's T H E, on Twitter. So, yeah, thanks for watching this episode.